Power Radio presents Out of the Fog. Join intuitive guide and spiritual teacher Karen Hager for lively, positive conversation with lightworkers, healers, and dynamic wisdom keepers. Get ready for inspiration and connection. This is Out of the Fog on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Karen Hager. Hello and welcome to Out of the Fog. I'm Karen Hager. Each week at this time, we gather for a spiritual conversation with enlightening guests, and I'm glad you're here. Our hearts emit an electromagnetic field so powerful, it extends beyond our body and extends beyond the earthly dimension into celestial realms. My guest today is Susie Hindelkare, and she teaches that the heart has the power to transform us physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And yet, it's the first thing we shut down when we're wronged or hurt or abused. Today, we'll be talking about how awakening the heart can create healing at all levels. Are you ready to meet her? Susie Hindelkare practices energy healing, intuitive coaching, and clinical hypnosis just outside Seattle. She's the host of Radiantly You, Raising Vibes and Creating Magic, a weekly radio show and podcast that helps listeners build momentum on their own journeys of healing and transformation. In addition to one-on-one in-person or distance healing, Susie offers sacred healers circle coaching and fun experiences like meditate and create workshops. She also facilitates international transformational retreats. And you can find out all about Susie and her work at RadiantRiverWellness.com. Susie, welcome to Out of the Fog. Thank you. Wow. That, I'm, I'm going to like record that beautiful introduction and play it to myself every day and my heart chakra will just grow big. <laughs> so instead of an alarm clock, just... Yeah. <laughs> I, I'll have Karen's, Karen's introduction. It'll be like, wow, I feel so important this morning. I'm ready to get out of bed. <laughs> well, I'm glad, I'm glad you're on the show. That, that idea that our hearts are emitting energy that extends beyond our bodies that's interesting to me, and it also feels kind of, I don't, a little, is it, I don't know, scary or a little awkward, because I know that in my own heart center, things are not always balanced. So I'm not just putting things out there for myself. I might be putting out things in the world that are not always in balance. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I do. And first of all, you know, one of the first things I would say is, you know, whatever we're doing it's so easy when we're trying to be on a path of either self-improvement or spiritual awakening or anything like that to start to get really judgy of ourselves and like, oh my God, now that I know that this energy world is out there or that possibly I've got, you know, a field that's like interconnecting with other people to sort of constrict, right? Yeah. And be like, oh my God, are my, is my energy hurting or helping, right? And I think that a really good starting place for everybody is to like, don't judge it. You are a loving being. We are all beings of divine love. That love might be coming out sideways or upside down in some cases, but it really is all love. And um, as much as we talk about, we need to do certain things and self-care practices and help ourselves. Everything is still okay. So you mean that because of my unresolved issues with my parents, a child is not falling off a bike somewhere in like Milwaukee, Wisconsin, that it's, it's all okay. You're not bringing down the world. Oh, good. (laughs) But I mean, it is really interesting to people to, um, because we tend to be so 
engrossed in our own experience. I've even heard it said that if you were to be able to be transported into somebody else's body for an hour, you'd literally freak out. You'd be like, this is like no acid trip could even ever replicate it because everybody's reality is so different. So we're so wrapped up in ourselves. Um, even when we're out there, putting ourselves out there, helping communities, being parents or whatever our roles are, when you suddenly are like, wait, now somebody's going to tell me that I have this huge electromagnetic field that interconnects with other people, whoa, right? Suddenly it's like this connection that even if you're an introvert, it's happening. It doesn't really matter whether you're an empath, an extrovert, an introvert or whatever sort of the label is. We're all interconnected and we're really lucky to be living in a time where we're able to start having science to be measuring these things, right? So that a lot of things that were considered woo-woo are now becoming actually documentable studies in science. And they've, they've shown, for example, that the heart emits a bigger electromagnetic field than the brain by anywhere on the magnitude of like 1,000 to 5,000 times stronger. And so, so stronger meaning also it radiates further out. Um, and uh, my sense is actually that that, field radiates into other dimensions, and um, when we're talking other dimensions, you could view it literally as like different planes or something like that, or it could all be right here, things that we just simply can't access or perceive right now, and when it's radiating out, the heart connects the heart and the heart chakra area, and even the higher heart, which is located around where the thymus gland is, and and is said by some to be the soul seat, that um, is radiating love. And when it is radiating out into these other, let's call them dimensions, we are connecting to all the other people whose heart fields are also radiating out there at a level of love for all of humanity. So it's so incredibly powerful. Mm-hmm. This taps into... I. I'm a big believer in the power of collective intention. So I do a free yes. monthly meditation about peace and change in the world. I love that idea of all of us on the call or in the circle or listening to this program right now, whenever in chronological time you're listening to the program, all of us aligning our hearts for truth or peace or openness or healing. That's very, that's powerful. It's incredibly powerful, and um, it also helps you open yourself up to the fact that you are able to connect. Um, you're able to connect into a, a larger consciousness. Let's call it the um, collective human consciousness that's out there. Right? Um, we are so limited right now in our thinking of how, even how we learn, how we take in information, or how we affect change. We right now go out on the street and we protest or that we, we have to buy a book and read it, right? I have a sense that as we learn more and as we evolve and grow, our, especially our heart chakras, because my sense is that it radiates out from there, it includes the other chakras, right? And you're, you're a good chakra expert, so jump in here, you know, wherever you want to. But, um, yeah, definitely we'll be able to tap into information and integrated into our physical body. We're still very separated from our 
parts of ourselves, I, I think that not only our heart is radiating into other dimensions, I think it's the portal that allows us access to other parts of ourselves that are living in other dimensions, our spiritual self, our higher self, not that we are even other, other aspects that might be having simultaneous experiences. So kind of going down the rabbit hole a little bit here, but I, I really sense that there's something bigger as we evolve um, our awareness and kind of each time we become aware that something is possible, you know, that puts it into the that collective human consciousness, right? And then we go another step and another step and we're, we're taking baby steps to um, some really big stuff. Well, and we're part of the way I've experienced my own spiritual journey is that, and it's kind of formed the basis of some of the things that I teach, is that we're always somewhere on that continuum between the tiniest, most personal, most intimate things and the gigantic, cosmic, whoa, stand back, the really big stuff. We're always somewhere moving back and forth. And to me, the heart chakra is so interesting because, of course, it's that gateway between the upper and the lower chakras. It's the gateway between physicality and spirituality. It holds the power of as I see the chakra system manifestation, how we connect with spirit and make things happen in the world and implementation. Do we do that with ourselves or do we do it in with other people? Where on all those continuums we are. So the heart center to me is like this wonderful place where all the different points come together, all the different points of contact come together. And then it's us to uh, up to us with our individual uh, no matter what our energetic rhythm or what our desires are, what we're working on at the time, it's up to us to kind of maximize that power that's generated through the heart. Do you know what I'm saying? I completely agree. It, it definitely is. The heart is where that spiritual and material, um, I mean, it's sort of a beautiful and honored journey that we're on, even though we can really sense that it is filled with suffering sometimes and hardships and you know, it's like one thing and then another but it's really this beautiful coming together of spiritual and material or, or, phys, or physical, I guess. Um, and the heart, it's really where it's at. And the heart also is a place where we can surrender, you know. So if people are having trouble with the idea of, you know, the idea of like let go and let God, or I like to say letting go into divine flow, mm-hmm. um, the heart is kind of where those blocks are. And even though the heart is radiating out, in and out, and we're radiating in and out, kind of as you were describing, right? We, we expand and we contract, we can expand and contract. Um, we're always out there, but when we want to tap into it for our own personal growth, either to lessen, lessen some of our struggles here in this physical plane, or to reach toward enlightenment, starting with um, healing the heart, and the stories carried in the heart is, is really a great place to start. And, you know, I'll have people come in. I'm like, well, let's start with the heart. And it just it sounds kind of cliched, right? You know, the heart, you know, people come in where you're doing energy healing. Well, let's do something really exciting. Um, but the heart is, it's like, it's not just the powerhouse from a biological perspective, right, where it's delivering nutrients and um, oxygen and life life force energy to all of our body is so much more. You are listening to Out of the Fog with Karen Hager, and my guest is Susie Hindle Kerr. You can find out more about Susie's work with Awakening the Heart for Healing and much more at RadiantRiverWellness.com. 
So Susie, when someone comes to you and when it's time to begin to look at those doors that we've closed in our heart, as you said, this is such a powerful place, but it's the first thing we shut down. What are some ways, if listeners are aware that they've closed some doors, what are some gentle and compassionate ways to start to open things back up? Sure. Well, let's look at some of the things that close the doors, right? Um, Judgment. And this is something humans do every day. Um, I want to go back just one more step before that, just to talk about what, what really does this mean when we're closing doors, right? As opposed to just sort of this um, metaphysical term, there's actually something that's happening in our body that's creating difficulties for us. So there is a huge connection between um, the heart and the brain um, to the point that they are realizing that the heart kind of is more of a master than what they realize. We tend to think, especially in our Western culture, that your brain is where it's at. I can remember growing up and I wanted to be smart. I didn't, I didn't want to be living from the heart. It was like, what's that about? I, I want to be super smart. <laughs> and we live in that place where everything is up here in the head and we feel like the brain is like controlling everything, right? If you have a high IQ, people think pretty highly of you. You get to join Mensa and like people are like, oh, wow, that kind of stuff. But what they're finding now is that the brain is actually, I would call it almost um, a little bit of a servant in a way to the heart as well as other organ systems like the respiratory system and the digestive system. But the heart really, really seems to be a big one. So what what the brain is really doing is it's really more of a mechanical puzzle-solving center, right? It's getting, it's getting patterns that it's receiving from neural systems, and it basically matches those patterns to an action. And those patterns could come from your digestive system, the muscular system, even your facial, your facial expressions, and the heart. And it kind of uh, it looks at each of those patterns, and it tries to match it to an action and if, or, or to a set point. There are set points, right? Like your temperature. Let's just take your temperature of your body as an example. And when it's, it receives a signal that, oh, temperature is up or down, it takes an action. And that action is an attempt to regain control by taking, and I just want to clarify, it's an outward action, right? right. Where the heart is really important here is that it has a really big impact on your central emotional processing. So here we're going to start talking about these ways that we shut the doors. So, for example, the amygdala, Mm -hmm. um, which stores and processes our emotional memories and even connects it with some some outside stimulus type things that might trigger it, the amygdala is synchronized to the heart cycles, which is really fascinating. Panic conditions even have been found to be linked to um, undiagnosed irregular heart heartbeats or heart rhythms like arrhythmias or um, different kinds of tachycardia. So what is happening in these instances is that there is um, dissonance between the heart and the brain. And in order to be sort of emotionally healthy, we need to have coherence. We want the heart and the brain waves kind of getting entrained and oscillating like at the same frequency. Where we get off is when we start to have um, experiences that affect our heart and actually will change the rhythm of the heart. So then the brain is getting these patterns and not 
like, I need to take action here. I don't know what to do. Let me get panicked or let me, let me go into judgment or blame or fear. And all of those things begin to create sort of these, these things that become either limiting beliefs or stories. Um, so judgment is a big one, for example, that blocks coherence um, and the connection between your heart and your brain. And even I would even say it's a connection not just between heart and brain, but even heart and spirit, right? And in that instance, for example, you're asking, you know, what could people do that's really gentle? Um, you would want to do forgiveness exercises each evening. Take some time and just release all your judgments from that day with forgiveness, um, letting go of any blame, uh, the need to be right, the need to be perfect. And doing it every evening is easy because you don't have big mountains like Mount Everest of forgiveness that you need to tackle and it feels overwhelming. So when each day we're releasing the things that we've judged or the stories we started to take on, we can let them go before they attach and, and start to affect and close down our heart. So um, I hope that helps. <laughs> well, and you're kind of, you're making me think about I mean, there's that, there's the mind-body connection. We know that the things that we feel and the states that we hold energetically eventually can translate to the physical body. Yeah. You're kind of making me think about that in a, from a slightly different angle, that, that maybe the, that's the right way to say it, that maybe the things that I hold and that dissonance that I hold between the heart and the brain, the thing that happened that hurt me, the thing that triggered the brain to want to go one way while the heart went another way, that those things could cause physical changes in the body. Am I understanding that correctly? Yes, that is incredibly correct. And in, in fact, there are also um, new research is coming out where they're starting to call the heart the second endocrine system because it actually not just, not just has an impact on you know, what's happening with the brain and how our nervous system is reacting to things, but actually hormones. Hormones that are being um, secreted and or or generated and produced and circulated into the body, and you know we all know that those are, you know, we have got the body has so many hormones. You know, liver and kidney, your thyroid, um, our adrenal glands, all of that, and they they've really shown that when the heart is functioning optimally, when it's in coherence, that the body uses its own energy more efficiently. The circulatory system can more easily adapt to stressors. And there's actually a synchronization of cells throughout the body. And I, lo I especially love that because as much as I love going out and thinking how expansive I am and, you know, my heart field is actually going beyond places that I can even completely understand and comprehend, zooming all the way into the level of the cells and the consciousness of the cells and how the state of the heart can impact them, right, is just incredible. So in your work as a, as a healer, as a teacher around that, the power of awakening the heart, what are some of the ways that you've seen your clients change, your students change when their hearts awaken? Oh, yeah, it can be it can be really beautiful um, because people I think tend to think of their heart, um, 
in terms of you know, the love that we experience for another person, um, maybe even for our children, our parents, our, our partners. Um, but there's, a, there's another aspect of love that I like to think of as divine love. And when they really connect into the heart, there is like a whole new experience of love that just excites people and um, excites them to move beyond the, the stories of stuckness because it feels so good. You just, you just want to move through it. Um, I, one of the things I love to do is help people stay connected to their heart once they sort of have, you know, um, an opening and we create a sacred, let's call it a sacred space or maybe even a sanctuary in their heart where they can go every day and we create an altar in there and it's a place where they can go every day and connect to that place where we are the the connectors of heaven and earth and the healing that happens becomes almost automatic. It becomes effortless effort, right? A lot of people tend to get a bit afraid of healing sometimes because it just seems so overwhelming and like they're going to need to open up 10 cans of worms that they really didn't want to deal with. The healing in the heart can happen on a level that doesn't mean that you have to re-experience every hurt that happened in order to kind of chip away at that wall and open your heart and make it more and more expansive. Um, And then teaching people also to um, learn how to activate that feeling themselves in the heart. Um, And it's sort of like locking in a positive feeling. And I, I don't want to say a positive thought, or positive affirmation because those so often don't work because it's just a thought. I'm talking about like a positive feeling, like picking any feeling that you can remember where your heart just felt that expansiveness, right? Where literally you knew that divine energy, higher power was just running through you. And then in that state, once they've activated that, then they go inside and they ask, right? Because everybody is their own highest wisdom, right? You have the wisdom, not me. And ask, you know, what would help transmute whatever the story is or the fear or the worry or the doubt or whatever the obstacle is. And then to just like be quiet and be in a place of receiving and listening, sensing any change in their perception, and then to learn how to sustain that as long as possible. They start to move out of that. You know how you talked about moving in and out of these states, right, on a regular basis? You want to create a practice of maybe sustaining it as long as you can. So you start to go out, but you immediately come back in, right? So it becomes a practice that sustaining it is important because you get better at it and you can stay in that place for longer periods of time. And then in addition to healing, what ends up happening is you, you start to become like that beautiful tree that can blow in the wind, right? All the struggles that go on. And when the wind is done, you're nice and straight again. You're not like on the ground and it's like, pick me up and that kind of stuff. So Susie, I know we're just about out of time for listeners who want to connect with you. How can they find you? And I know you do retreats. You, you've got a bunch of stuff going on. Yeah, yes. I'm doing it next year. I'm doing a retreat in 2019. I'm taking um, a group of women Budapest, and we're actually going to be visiting the heart chakra of Hungary. 
Which is going to be very exciting. Um, the whole retreat is about awakening the heart, and by awakening the heart, really awakening the power. And I feel like that is something that's so important because times are really uncertain, and people are just swirling in this level of fear that's being put out there by media and and social media. And I'm not just talking like the news. I mean, social media is like a huge one. Sure. And bringing them back to their heart center. So, yeah, we're going to go to Budapest. We're going to visit the heart chakra, which actually connects to other heart chakras, which is something we didn't even really touch on here, right? There's this huge earth connection of chakras um, that are, are linked to the heart. And, you know, there again, we just have it's all on so many different dimensions. Um, so if anybody wanted to work with me, um, I, I work with everybody where they're at, so with each person I work with, it looks a little bit differently. But if you're interested, just go to my website, radiantriverwellness.com, and fill out a form, and we can set up a call and chat with what's going on with you and you know what would work best for you, what it is that your heart is desiring, right? And let's, let's follow the heart. Mm-hmm. Susie, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. It's been an honor. Thank you. That is Susie Hindelkare. Her website is RadiantRiverWellness.com, and if you'd like to explore more about what it means to experience healing through the awakened heart, that's RadiantRiverWellness.com. And of course, I always invite you to check out KarenHager.com. It's a wonderful place to find out what classes and events are coming up. You can also book a private intuitive session with me if you are so inclined. I'd love to connect and hear your story, see what the path ahead looks like on your journey. And thank you for listening today. Together we are spreading a little more light in the world, and a little more light is always a good thing. Until next time, I'm wishing you peace. Peace.